0: It was heartbreaking um, just knowing that this is the moment that we all have been uh, wanting, wanting to get to the entire season. And just as a kid growing up, watching college basketball, you always dream of playing in the NCAA tournament. We're gonna go out on the field. We're gonna score as many goals as we can. We're gonna have fun.
1: Oh, Becchio, well placed. It has been my pleasure and my honor to represent you all. When Corey Douglas comes on the screen, he is sitting in a room right next to large windows. They're just off to his right. Out of any of these windows, he can see down to a life, a staple of a life that was once his BCU basketball players shooting around and practicing. in the
0: It's a lot of mixed emotions. I mean, there's times I feel like I, I want to be out there, but at the same time, it's like I've kind of I did my time. I'm ready to move on.
1: When we get on this call, it has just been over a month since Corey's time as a competitive athlete came to an end. It was a career that spanned almost two decades. He fell in love with basketball early just like his dad, Corey Douglas Sr. had.
0: That was really how me and my dad, we connected. Um, Just his love of the game really rubbed off on me, and then we both shared that love, so then that really brought us like really closer together.
1: Recognizing his skills and his potential on the court while growing up in Kentucky, Corey started to see that basketball could take him to college.
0: When it actually kind of hit me that this could really happen was – I want to say sophomore year I was playing AAU and then it was one of those big tournaments and just seeing all those college coaches like there to watch the games. I was like, I actually could have a chance. Like I just have to be like, just be myself and go out and play. Like I'm going to get exposure. So that's not going to be a problem.
1: He did get exposure. Schools were looking at him. There was just a little issue. Corey, who was like, 170 pounds at this point, didn't really have the build, the muscle needed if he was going to play D1 ball. A coach at Sanford University, a school that was interested in Corey, suggested he do a post-grad.
0: Um, and it just didn't seem real like if me playing at D1 level. And he said maybe a year of uh, post-grad would help. And he recommended Fork Union. He went there himself. So I, uh, me and my dad, we took a visit. I liked it, tried out. Um out. The coach liked me, and he, he offered me to come play, and I decided to go.
1: Off he went to Fork Union, an all-male military academy in Virginia.
0: It's definitely different. Uh, very hard. Uh, first thing that probably will turn a lot of people off, I'm not sure now they may allow cell, phone, cell phones now, but at the time when I was there, there was no cell phones. At all. We uniform at all at all you have um limited access to like the internet they like watch and monitor everything so there's no social media only thing you really have is like youtube and then your school stuff but you wear uniform every day military uniform you have chores you march um you march in parades you learn different drills and marching techniques um, shine shoes all all of that the stuff you see in movies it's kind of all incorporated
1: how did that influence uh, basketball for you? Do you feel like you were like more focused on basketball because there was really just so regimented and there were, wasn't like these other things that you were really able to do?
0: Oh, most definitely. Basketball was like my escape while I was there. Um, that's the only thing that was really like normal for me while I was there, uh, being able to go to the gym and just work out and practice and, and really just be myself.
1: After a season at Fork Union in which he averaged a double-double and helped lead the team to a berth in the National Prep School Tournament, it seemed like Corey was ready to make the jump to the D1 level. But it wouldn't be at Sanford. Instead, it was Rice University. Corey moved to the school in Houston to play under coach Mike Rhodes, a man who would end up becoming one of the most important influences in his life.
0: Um, He's genuinely like a solid guy. Um, A lot of people just say stuff and don't really mean it. He actually means everything that he says. He cares about you as a person. Um, He wants to help people. And he wants to do more than just help you on the basketball court in any type of way um, in life, in general, helping you grow as a person.
1: Corey's true freshman season under Coach Rhodes was off to a good start. Until, after nine games, he was sidelined by an injury. he go on to miss 26 games that season. This wasn't how his college career was supposed to go. Not to mention, that year, 2017, Coach Rose decided to leave Rice. Corey wanted to go, too.
0: I decided to leave. Uh, I didn't want to. I felt I came there to play for him, and with him and the staff not being there, I felt that I should seek out options.
1: But he had just had hip surgery. He wasn't fully fit, and he didn't have a whole lot of collegiate basketball experience under his
0: And I thought it would probably be best to go the junior college route instead of just transferring to another D1 immediately just because I sat the whole year with, with hip surgery. So just a chance to play again, get my feet under me, get, build my confidence. Uh, I decided to go to TCC, Tallahassee Community College, and, uh, and play that year.
1: Playing at TCC got him to where he wanted to be, where he needed to be, mentally and physically, if D1 was where he wanted to land.
0: It just gave me a chance to be on the floor, just getting used to playing again, being out there, um, finding my rhythm. I um, also helped with my confidence tremendously. Um, I was one of the go-to guys on that team. Um, a lot of plays ran for me. So it just really boosted my confidence and got me in a mental state where I felt like I needed to be going back to, D-
1: to the D1 level. Back to the D1 level, playing specifically for the coach he had always wanted to play for, Coach Rhodes, who is now at VC.
0: Um, Coach Rhodes and the staff, uh, well, they they already know, know my plan of to go to junior college, and they had stayed connected with me and pretty much recruited me the whole time. When I was there, I actually committed before my junior college season even started, so I was all in VCU. Um, I didn't had no plans on changing my mind or decommitting or anything, so I was I was pretty much locked in.
1: Let me just give you a deeper sense of the relationship and the respect between Coach Mike Rhodes and Corey Douglas. Back on January 31st of this year, the Richmond Times-Dispatch wrote an article that started off, have you ever wondered who VCU coach Mike Rhodes' favorite basketball players are? He listed off his three kids, sons Logan and Chase and daughter Porter. But he said, the player who might be number four on that list is Corey Douglas. So in Rhodes' 25 years of coaching, Douglas is in that list of all-time favorites. And he goes on the article to talk about what he's really just loved and admired about Douglas' student athlete approach. So Corey's really drawn to the familiarity, the family-oriented environment on the VCU team. This was a place he could finally call home after three years of uprooting himself to move hundreds of miles in different directions across the country to play basketball.
0: It was a very exciting, enjoyable time, honestly. Um, Like you said, it was my first time actually being at a university more than a year. So even like the first year when I got there, I was excited, I'm like, okay, this is kind of like all the other years I've been in college. But just the connections, people you meet, um, friendships that all continued on. Um, this is a, it's the biggest school that I've been at. Um, and they love the basketball program, just the support that we get from fans. Uh, it was just an overall great experience. I could walk down the street and someone could ask me for a picture or an autograph or scream my name or something. It's, like, it's just something I've never experienced before. And it was, uh, it was awesome.
1: This was the school where he wanted to leave a legacy. First season he's there, the Rams make it to the NCAA tournament first round, and Corey led the team with 51 blocks. His second season, they get off to a historic start and then fall off for a bad losing streak. Meanwhile, Corey is deal- dealing with these debilitating cysts in his left foot that have limited his season, but the Rams make it to the conference tournament to see if they can get back to March Madness, Boom. Coronavirus hits. Season over. Corey has surgery on his foot. And before he knows it, it's his red shirt senior season. He's a captain on this VCU squad, setting goals and formulating hopes for his last competitive basketball season ever.
0: Uh, for me, ultimately, just to, to finish out the whole season and be, be healthy, I had struggled with a lot of injuries, just little stuff here and there being banged up and just never really being able to play to my full potential. And I felt like this year was um, the closest out of all my years. It was, uh, that was my main goal, just being able to play the whole year and not be hurt. And then like as a team really just to win, make it to the NCAA tournament. We had a lot of people that doubted us. We were picked ninth, I think in conference Preseason, and they said we were young. We had a uh, five seniors leave and then a couple transfers, so no one really knew what to expect, but I believed in our team, and obviously we proved what we were capable of doing.
1: A healthy Corey he played in all but one of VCU's games last season. He was second on the team in blocks. The Rams qualified for the NCAA tournament. They should have played Oregon in the first round. But in the 48 hours leading up to that game, a nightmare unfolded. All right, breaking news for the NCAA tournament Oregon BCU, which was supposed to be played later on tonight, is now not going to be played. It's been ruled a no contest due to COVID protocols and issues in the BCU program. BCU has gone all season without so much as one positive test, but today they were told that the program had multiple positive tests within the last 48 hours. The Rams were disqualified immediately. Their March Madness journey ended before even tipping off.
0: It was heartbreaking. Um, just knowing that this is the moment that we all have been uh, wanting, wanting to get to the entire season. And just as a kid growing up watching college basketball, you always dream of playing in the NCAA tournament. And for me, it wasn't as bad. It, it did hurt. And especially because it was going to be my last season, but um, I experienced it before and I felt really bad for some of the younger guys just because they were so excited and they didn't get that experience. And it's never guaranteed, you know, like you never know what, what's going to happen or how things play out. You could be ranked all year and then things, you take a bad run at the end of the year and then you don't make the tournament. So, like, you just, that that was an opportunity that we lost, but it was out of our control, so.
1: They had been so good all year, keeping their distance, wearing masks, getting tested over and over because everyone knew how precarious this pandemic era season was. And then seemingly overnight, somehow at the most important moment, the virus had crept in.
0: There wasn't any type of blame or anything like that. It was more confusion just because um, we, were, we weren't sure how It even happened at the time. Um, I'm captain and leader, and I've been on the guys since we started back in June about wearing masks, not hanging out with people, following the rules, following protocol. And we've done that all the whole entire year and had no problems, hadn't had any any positive cases. And we get to that point, and that's when it hit us. Uh,
1: They couldn't fight it. They couldn't negotiate. The rules were what they were in this incredibly trying time. The Rams were left shattered, scratching their heads as they packed their bags in Indianapolis to go home to Richmond. They didn't even all get to be together as a team on that trip back, as the people who tested positive were forced to stay behind. So the dust settles, season's over. How did you guys kind of rally around and, and cope with an ending that uh, none of you guys envisioned.
0: Um, I mean, it's just something that we've been dealing with the entire year uh, with everything. So uncertain in the world. Just you just got to take it and go with it. Um, it's out of our control. You can't can't dwell on things that you can't control or out of your hands. So just accept it. And, move on and get ready for next season mm-hmm. well, for the for the younger guys the next season
1: there would be no next season for cory not at vcu obviously he tapped out that ncaa eligibility but no season ever again he decided to put the basketball chapter behind him
0: i mean i always had um dreams and aspired to play professionally all right the another level but as like time just goes on and then my body taking a dwell, uh, it just came more realistic of what my circumstances were. And could I go next year or this upcoming year and play somewhere? I probably could, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be enjoyable. And, um, I still want to be able to, to function and walk around and, and move the way that I want to when I get older. Um, and then also just like career-wise and stuff, like I'm I'm a much older guy, so me playing two three years is kind. Of, I seen it as yeah, it's an opp- a great opportunity to make money and play the game, but also like it's kind of slowing me down what I want to do career-wise. So
1: he's taking the time now to adjust to a new pace of life, a new schedule.
0: I can tell you that it, it's still weird. I mean, I still wake up and. I, check my phone I check my schedule and I'm like okay well there's no workout there there's no there's no planned schedule like for the last 10 12 years of my life it's literally been planned out uh, Workout here lift um you're gonna do this stretch something and now it's I wake up and just trying to figure it out you know
1: there's no doubt it's an unfamiliar period for him but Corey has not been completely destabilized by the ripping away of basketball.
0: I always used to make myself, um, even when uh, I was playing or even in season, like take time and do other things that I enjoy, like cooking or like painting and drawing, that type of stuff. Like, I used to force myself to still do it. Um, so now I just have more time to do it.
1: One of those things he now has more time to do. He sees as maybe being a stepping stone onto a potential career path.
0: I'm more so into now, um, like, designing tattoos. Um, May possibly learn, might take an apprenticeship (laughs) and being a tattoo artist or something one day. But, yeah, that's kind of, I've pretty much designed a lot of my tattoos of of myself.
1: But... He's really just being patient and thinking his options over.
0: My, my bachelor's degree is in Homeland Security. There's a lot of different avenues I could take there as far as like FBI, CIA, or um, U.S. Air Marshal. Those are different things I'm considering right now. Um, just with that whole process, um, it takes a couple years. Like the hiring process, it's a very thorough background check and whatnot. So all of that takes time. Um, I still love the game. I still love to be around, obviously. I mean, I'm in the gym right now. I mean, if they need me to pass a rebound or something, I'm quick to jump back out there. Um, so coaching is definitely an option. Um, just not sure yet. I'm just still taking my time with all, everything.
1: Taking the time. It's the big piece of advice Corey has for those retiring from sport and figuring out what to throw themselves into after. The weeks, the months in between one major chapter and the next deserve to be treated with special kindness. It's easy to zoom past this time because we just want to get going. It's easy to judge what we should be doing in this in between. It's hard to embrace the transition happening however it comes and ask ourselves in this in between what's changed? What am I taking with me as I move on? Who do I want to be?
0: Take your time. Enjoy. Enjoy everything about life. Um, You get so focused and caught on your sport or basketball, and you think that's the only thing that matters. For the longest, um, I felt like without basketball, I didn't know who I was. And it was, um, I couldn't separate myself from it. I really didn't know who I was at all and it took some time, especially with being hurt and realizing there was more to everything. Uh, of course I love the game and like, uh, it's a big priority to me, but there's so much more to Corey Douglas than just basketball. So.
1: Thank you to Corey Douglas for coming onto the podcast and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.